With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday. Been a festive one. Good buddy Ross Tucker joined us first hour. And our good buddy Nick Wright on loan from Fox Sports will join us. He'll take a victory lap with his Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl versus San Francisco. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Quarterback rating of 78.1. Brock Purdy's first Super Bowl versus the Chiefs. A touchdown, Zero interceptions, quarterback rating of 89.3. He had a good Super Bowl, but I think that uh, his coach wanted him to have a great Super Bowl. And I think the play calling in the second half cost them. Also, you know, the over, I don't know if this is going to be known as the overtime game because of what's attached to it that Mahomes wins in overtime, decisions made in overtime. But it feels like this stays with you a little bit long. It's going to stay with the Niners longer than it stays with the Chiefs, it feels like. Um, because, you know, we look back on 28-3, to it's not about Brady leaving, leading that comeback. It was, how did the Falcons blow a 28-3 lead? Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Poll question for the final hour seat, and we say good morning if you're watching on Peacock, and if you are... You're able to see the snowfall here on the East Coast coming down pretty good. All right, Seaton, what do you got? When overtime started on Sunday, I dot, 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 clearly knew the rules. Shaky, <laughs> but kind of new. or borderline clueless. Right now, the most interesting result to me is second place. Okay. Most people said shaky, but kind of new, which is always great for a major sport. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you think about it, how many sports have a rule a big rule, a significant rule that changes when you get into the championship game. And not only that, the fans watching at home have don't know, but the players themselves aren't sure exactly how the game is played. Here's, what exactly does that say? Here's Kyle Juszczyk, the uh, Niners fullback. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I, I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really... I don't totally know the strategy there. Okay. 
Was this discussed at all? Like, here's scenarios, by the way. Even, I mean, he's an offensive player. That's what was surprising. I would think you would be saying to your offense, hey, if we go into overtime, just to let you know, let's prepare for this. We want the ball to start because that means if we get a field goal or we get a touchdown, they have to match us, and then we get that third opportunity. So it's one for us, one for them, and then you know the third possession is ours. But Kansas City had practiced and talked about if we get the ball second, we're going to score a touchdown and go for two if we have to. If the Niners score a touchdown, we score a touchdown. We're going for two. They've already thought this out. That's preparation. And that surprises me that you have guys on the Niners offense that maybe didn't know and then they didn't practice any of this. That's surprising there. We'll get some phone calls here coming up, and uh, Nick Wright will join us as well. The uh, Genesis Open at Riviera is this week. Tiger Woods is playing in this. DraftKings sent me the odds. I wanted to know, what are the odds of Tiger winning? Anybody want to take a guess? First tournament of the year for Tiger. One of my favorite golf courses, Riviera. Only when Jim Gray invites me to play, when I can get on the uh, golf course there. By the way, you go into the uh, grill room, and there's Tom Brady's jersey up there. He's a member of Riviera. All right. The odds for Tiger to win the Genesis, Paulie? Oh, Plus 10,000? Plus 10,000. No. Marvin. Plus 20,000. All right. Todd. 13,5. All right. $1. Seaton, what about you? Uh, Plus 50,000. Plus 18,000. How about Tiger finishing in the top 10? Top 10. Marvin? Plus 10,000. Okay. Paulie? Uh, plus 7,500. Okay. Todd? Plus 5,300. <laughs> Seaton? <laughs> it's that weird one where it says like two thirds, and you're like, what the hell does that mean? Plus 1,200. Yeah, it's 1,200. Plus 1,200 top 10 finish. The other way of saying For Tiger. That. All right. Yes, Todd? Oh, I have the favorites here. Uh, I'm going to guess Scotty Scheffler. Then Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, uh, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, and Colin Morikawa. Every time I hear the name Victor Hovland, I always think of Beverly Hills Cop. Who was the bad guy? Yes. What? Do you, Victor Maitland? Victor Maitland. Victor Maitland. Oh, I kept thinking Victor Hovland. Now, is that part two or part one? That was one. That was one. Okay. Yeah. And is it Jenny who goes with him? His, his friend? Like she oh, she's works, the best, man. Yeah, yeah. She's the best. She works for Victor Maitland. Yeah, she runs the art gallery. Yes. New Axel from back in the old days. And Serge is played Serge. by Bronson Pichneau. It was one of the best scenes in movie history when he and Eddie Murphy riff. The Lyman twist. <laughs> <laughs> Akmel, Aquel, Foley. Akmel. Foley Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Yeah. It's like a dog to scrub. Yeah. That's sexy. That's okay. sexy. not sexy. The block. Great scene. Uh, but there's Beverly Hills Cop 4 that's coming out? It's coming out this summer, I think. Okay. And and Eddie is still Axel Foley? He better be. Detective? Is, is he running the... Beverly Hills Police Department? Ah, oh, well. Yes, Todd. I think he's probably jogging these days. He's getting up there in age. I don't know how much running he's there. What do you think? Not a good one. I know. So he's running the police department. 
Really? It was Tiger Woods' odds are a little viewed, I think. I think they're giving him a little too much credit. His number should be higher. I'll tell you what, you had a great week last week. And then it all balances out, doesn't it? You have not. You're the Niners this week. I don't think there's preparation here. It's a roller coaster ride, is yes, what it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Kent in Washington. Hi, Kent. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys about the end of overtime. So you already said that the game would have ended or wouldn't have ended. It would have gone over if the clock had run out before the Chiefs scored. Yeah. I was wondering if you all agree with that, if the rules should be like that. Should they have had to score right there? Well, no, you have to get it. I mean, it. Why does it, it each team have to go? Then, if you, why do you have to have the time run out? And then, oh well, we got to switch the field because that's what we do in the other yes. game. Why? That's just in case you know weather is an issue. Um, I'm guessing crowd. I don't know. It's just football. Once again, it's just football. If the commissioner came on the show, I'd be able to ask him all these questions. Uh, Bill in Texas. Hi, Bill. What's on your mind today? Hey, Danny, great week of shows last week. Thanks for all that. Um, I have a possible poll question and then, a, and then a Romo thought. Possible poll question. Who has worse hair, <laughs> Carrot Top, Sharpie, or Nick Wright, Homeless Greasy? Um, hmm. Nick Wright's hair. Now, he's had a lot of versions. He was bald. Now he has long hair. And every time I, I still look at him like the bad guy in um, uh, Die Hard. What, what, what was his name? Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Played by Alan Rickman. Yes. Oh, they always show him like falling down when they let, they let him go. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a good look there, movie-wise. Here's another analogy. Um, you know, when you, you look at the 49ers and you look at Kyle Shanahan, he had everything there. It'd be like, we have all the ingredients to make a great movie. We shot everything. Everything's great. We got, you know, leading characters. You know, we got an underdog story. We got everything. Then you get into the edit room. And then you go, you know what? I'm thinking about, I'm going to change the ending here. No, no, you have everything right here. You got a blockbuster movie. Nah, you know, I'm going to change. I'm going to edit and change a little bit here. And then people watch the finished product, and they go, what? What are you doing here, Scorsese? Yes, Pauline. In the middle of the movie, they never say, let's have Clint Eastwood get shot and not be in the rest of the movie. Yeah. They never do that. Let's stick with Clint Eastwood. Harpo in South Carolina. Hi, Harpo. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I got a couple things for you. Uh, Kyle Shanahan he thinks that uh, you know because of the overtime in uh, Atlanta, which he won the head coach, and then uh, this one, you think he's coaching against his dad because uh, his dad had a you know won the two Super Bowls in Denver with Elway and Terrell Davis, but he didn't do such a great job in Washington. Oh, I don't know if he's coaching against his dad. I mean, I I haven't thought that deeply about it. I I think that he is. It's like Dan Campbell coached. You know. He embraced his personality. He continued to coach that way. Well, I coached that way the entire year. Instead of situational coaching where you go, you know what? We don't have to be aggressive. Or why don't we take this? Sometimes when you buy into what you're selling, you don't want to go walk that back and say, you know, I'm selling something else. Because then 
if you know it, it doesn't turn out, then people would be like, I thought you were aggressive and you were going to go for things here. Why did you not go for it if they lost? Kyle Shanahan was coaching the way he's coached, but it felt like it, it was a little bit more. That's where when, when athletes or coaches say, oh, uh, we don't listen to anything the media says. We, we, you know, we don't read anything. Yeah, they do. They know it. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan heard this leading up to the Super Bowl, the last six weeks of the season. Brock Purdy, MVP candidate, he's a game manager. That was a big thing. It stayed there, stayed there. Now all of a sudden, now you got a chance. You're the puppeteer. I call the plays. I'm the one. Then, you know, Wizard of Oz, then they pull the curtain back, and all of a sudden you're like, what are you doing? Doesn't have to be that complicated. We can do other things. And he stayed with that philosophy there. Joe in Orlando. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind? Good morning, fellas. I, I understand that everybody has been piling on Kyle Shanahan. I get it. He has the, the McDaniel gene and thinking he could outcoach bad quarterback play. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to harp on the greatness that is Andy Reid, that is Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. Travis Kelsey has been dominating the game since he played his first full season in 2014. Uh, Andy Reid was still getting these guys to the AFC Championship without Pat, with Alex Smith. And I think we need to also revisit how he did in Philly. Nine playoff runs, five AFC, I mean, NFC Championships. I just think that this organization has done the best that they can do with a quarterback and keeping that success sustained. I just think we need to harp on their greatness a little more. Well, we did talk about that, his place in history. Yeah, I did wonder about that because we're talking about Mahomes' place in history. What about Andy Reid? Andy Reid, if you think about coaches, successful coaches, we give Chuck Knoll all the credit for Pittsburgh. Like, it starts with Chuck Knoll or Tom Landry, or Vince Lombardi, or Bill Belichick. Andy Reid doesn't get that. It's like Mahomes and Kelsey, and then it's Andy Reid. People wondered, oh, you lost Eric Bieniemy. He's going to call the plays now. Didn't matter. Hey, he lost Tyreek Hill. Didn't matter. Andy Reid does deserve credit, more credit than he's getting. He's just not going to get it. But I, I, I find it interesting that if I say it's Lombardi's Packers, I don't know if anybody, well, Steelers probably, but more Hall of Famers from a team, you know, a championship team than Green Bay had, Steelers are probably up there as well. But, uh, you know, it's Lombardi's Packers. Bill Walsh and the 49ers, but that was also Joe Montana, so they shared that a little bit. Chuck Knowles Steelers. Wasn't Terry Bradshaw Steelers? Mean Joe Green Steelers. We don't talk about Andy Reid's Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes Chiefs. Andy Reid is going to be in that conversation. He'll be in there of greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, Mark. Do you put him in there for sure? If they went, if they went three straight, they are up there as maybe the best team ever. Well, in the Super Bowl era to win three in a row, I think Lombardi won three NFL titles in a row. But, you know, yes, he belongs in the conversation with those coaches. Whether you want to put him in there or not, he belongs in there. 
And, you know, people might go, yeah, but he's got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's (laughs) – nobody ever said, hey, Chuck Noll, look at that team. Got the steel curtain. You got Hall of Famers at every position. Nobody ever said that. Nobody ever did that to Lombardi. Oh, come on. You got, you know, Bart Starr Hall of Famer. You got a running back who's Hall of Famer. Defensive players, Hall of Famer. Offensive lineman. Nobody ever said that. Bill Walsh. Well, you got Montana. Got Jerry Rock. Nobody did that. So we pick and choose when we're like, yeah, I'll give you credit. But, yes, Marvin. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth like, Bill Walsh's West Coast offense. They talk about the West Coast <laughs> offense first. And then Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paulie. The Cowboys would have had four Super Bowls in a row. The 1994 year, they were 12-4. and four. They won a playoff game. They lost a conference championship to the 49ers, 38-28. Or otherwise, possibly four in a row. Oh, so the Cowboys won three in a row? Three out of four. Three out of four. So they went. They won in 92-93, missed the playoff, missed the... Super Bowl by one game, and then won the Super Bowl the next year. And then Switzer led him to the Super Bowl. Right. Correct. Correct. Proving Switzer. that anybody could lead that team to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, it was Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys, and then when he left, Barry Switzer run and all of it came in, and then all of a sudden it was uh, uh, Troy and Emmett and Michael's Cowboys. <laughs> Very Larry Coker at Miami. Whoa, okay. They were like, look, yeah, hey, bloop, don't, bloop. Just don't crash the Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, Steve Fisher at Michigan when he uh, came in for Bill Frieder. All right, let me take a break. Nick Wright is going to take a victory lap here. I'm sure he's going to be obnoxious, but he's earned that right. Oh, you see what I did with that, Tom? That right. Thank His you. last name is Wright. Thank you, Tom. We'll take <laughs> Are we doing snow beers today? I think we should. Did we start them? No, 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 not yet. Oh, no, sorry, no. Maybe some snow beers. Snow sausages. All right, uh, let's uh, take a break here. Back after this Dan Patrick show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. Hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin. The vehicle, all electric. Feeling, all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE. Get to more phone calls coming up. He's Nick Wright from Fox Sports 1. First things first, very popular show in the afternoon. Also, uh, Nick's YouTube channel, his show on YouTube. Uh, He joins us on the program. Big Kansas City Chiefs fan and figure out to have you on so you could do your victory lap. So describe to the audience, you had a victory parade yesterday. What was it like? Well, it started with we had a uh, one of those trucks that drives around. You'd see them in Vegas a lot. It usually says, like, live nude girls or something, <laughs> except instead of that, it was a picture of me, Wilds, and Broussard. It was never a doubt, which goes down as – not only an all-time, you know, sports catchphrase, but one of the greatest sports predictions of all time. More on that in a moment. And it advertised our show, and it was one of those trucks. So I drove it a bit around the city, and then it continued to drive during the show. I had a custom-made bedazzled red velvet suit, pants, shoes, tie. Um, and then we had the Stony Brook University marching band. We had four regular size banners, one massive banner. We had about 500 balloons. Unfortunately, about 400 of them are still stuck in the ceiling. They didn't quite <laughs> drop the way we had hoped. We had confetti poppers. We brought out break dancers, which didn't really make sense. But Broussard had been saying all year that soft teams didn't want to fight. They wanted to break dance. So we brought them out to kind of mock him, even though the Niners weren't break dancers. And there was more, but I've forgotten at this point. Oh, the, I mean, oh, the bulletin board. See, because I said at the beginning of the year it was going to be 20 and 0. And people thought I was wrong, uh, when the Chiefs lost week one. But much like in the usual suspects, you don't get it till the very end. The 20 and 0 was the bullet, the Chiefs versus the bulletin board. So every time somebody said something like the Eagles were like, ah, last year it was the field or Jed York whining about a holding call that wasn't called five years ago, we put them on the bulletin board. And whenever their team was eliminated and the Chiefs still playing, we put eliminated on there. And amazingly, yesterday we had our 20th elimination. So the bulletin board went 20 and 0. So we did all of that. And now I'm talking to you, 
and I'm going to do my podcast and the TV show, and then I'm going to Kansas City for the parade, of which I assume I'll be feted like a champion that I am. And rightfully so. Uh, but yeah. middle of the season, Chiefs lose 5 of 8. Mm-hmm. What did you think? That everyone was freaking out when they shouldn't. That Here's the thing. I'm not going to act like they looked great, but the defense the whole year was outstanding. They became just the fourth team in modern NFL history to never allow 28 points. They only allowed more than 25 points one time. So Patrick was healthy. The defense was great. And so, Mike, what I felt was that they knew that come the playoffs, Travis would be excellent. Pacheco's a good, not great, but a good back. And Rasheed Rice, after Puka Nakua, Take set him aside. You can put his rookie season up against any rookie season in the league this year. So I felt a lot of their struggles came due to the fact that they were you they wanted to win these regular season games. And because they lost them, they had to go on the road. They had a harder path. I'm not acting like it went according to plan, but they wanted to see who they could trust of Tony. Uh, Sky Moore, they spent a big draft pick on. Justin Ross, who was a great college player, NFL crews never gotten off the ground. They were using the regular season for that. And as it turned out, the answer was none of the above. And so they just hoped and prayed that MVS, who was great in the playoffs for him last year and was brutal this regular season, that he would come through and that Rice and Kelsey would continue doing what they did and that Mahomes would be a legend. And so I didn't, I want to be clear here. I, there were most checkpoints of the season. Baltimore looked better and San Francisco looked better. Nobody else to me clearly, demonstrably was better than Kansas City. But when Baltimore and, Can- and San Francisco's quarterbacks are totally unproven postseason performers, and the Chiefs quarterback is arguably the greatest postseason quarterback ever, inarguably top two, it just felt like they were way undervalued by the world. And I saw, and this isn't a straw man, going into the playoffs, Dan, Baltimore and Buffalo were head and shoulders the favorites in the AFC. And then if folks on shows like mine or yours were asked, all right, if it's not going to be one of them, who, who do you like? More people had Cleveland. And people can act like that's not true, but people are like, oh, playoff Flacco, that defense. And I'm sitting there like, am I in the alternate universe? Playoff, play, Joe Flacco just won comeback player of the year over a young man who came back from death because everyone was like, he was so bad with the Jets. That's the guy we're believing in. So, yeah, it's the Chiefs and Champs. It's weird. I thought Mahomes was more valuable this year than in any other years when he won the MVP because of what he had around. I thought he did more for that team this year, almost in a, a Brady-like way. His stats were down he's competing against himself but I thought his value was more evident this year than previous years I so I totally agree now I I brew pushed back yesterday a bit a bit of recency by saying let's all remember what that first year as a starter was 5,000 yards 50 touchdowns and just some of the most oh my god and so that that was a good point and we now say yeah, but he had Kelsey and Rice. And But prior to Mahomes taking the field, 
Rice had made All Pro as a kick returner. We he was you know clearly good, but we didn't know he was this. And Kelsey was excellent, but we didn't know he was gonna maybe be the greatest tight end ever. But here's what I thought was most impressive about Patrick this year. He under he set aside what I think is most fun and gratifying for him for what the team needed. I think that if you can pull off the passes he can and have the arm strength and the creativity and all those things, I think that's the most fun way to play. And it's the way that gets you the MVPs, gets you the accolades, all those things. And he totally transformed who he was. And the other thing that I found really noteworthy is that he he was criticized for not criticizing his teammates enough. He was crit when and when there were all those drops. I don't know if, how much you guys talked about it, but I heard a lot of people say, you know, he's being too nice. They miss the enemy, who was the bad cop, which I think they kind of did to a degree. That Patrick needs to light up MVS, like, and he just refused. He absolutely refused, and I think it is. I think one of the craziest stats of this dynasty is in the second half of the last two Super Bowls where the Chiefs were down 10 in both games. The four touchdowns, the Chiefs receiving touchdowns were scored by Sky Moore, who is going to you know fight to make the team. Kadarius Toney, who's going to fight to stay in the league. MVS, who everyone wanted benched. And McCole Hardman, who started the year with the Jets, and they were like, "Ah, we can't use him." <laughs> Those are the four players that caught that caught passing touchdowns in the second half of back-to-back Super Bowl comebacks. We're talking to Nick Wright, host of First Things First on Fox Sports One, and uh, what's right with Nick Wright? iTunes and YouTube. What would we be talking about if San Francisco had won the Super Bowl? Oh, well, so I think it won the, the Super Bowl like in the the exact way that game was played yeah but just that they you know the Chiefs didn't pick up the fourth and one um I think that there would be a really weird well what do you want gotta say Brock Purdy's top five maybe not top three maybe <laughs> top three and that would make us all dumber and by the way Brock I thought played that was his best playoff game I, I thought I, he played I, well I, I thought he played well yeah I, I thought he played well and I was and dealing with Steve Spagnolo, one of the greatest coordinators ever, like so I'm not trying to take a shot at Brock, but it, whether or not the Chiefs converted on that overtime drive, people would have you would have seen lists where Brock Purdy was ranked ahead of Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and I'm not comfortable with that. So that would have happened. Uh I think that there would have been an interesting MVP discussion because I think it would have been, had to be Jawan Jennings if you're going to go offense and maybe Fred Warner or Nikki Bosa if you're going defense. And then there would have been a discussion that I might have driven me from the business, Dan, <laughs> which, which would have been all year long the same people who were saying, if Patrick Mahomes can get, can get this team to the Super Bowl, win on the road, go through this path, it'll be the best accomplishment of his career. And then if they lose, it would have been like, well, two and two in Super Bowls, guys. A little more LeBron than Jordan, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And that's not a compliment. And so I would have gone crazy. I would have really lost my mind. I thought Kyle Shanahan went out of his way to kind of prove that Brock Purdy could win. He put the game on his shoulders. And Such a good point. And I had a problem. Totally. I could see it. it. It was happening. 
third quarter, like he's throwing it way too much. And I kept so, thinking he wanted to prove he is an, an elite quarterback. He's an MVP candidate. So I, I totally agree with you. I And I think this is, you know, it, the Kyle got criticized a lot yesterday for taking the ball in overtime. And I think that was a small mistake. But you can, I understood his argument, which is, if we match each other, it becomes sudden death. We want the ball. I thought it was a bad look for him that his players didn't seem to know the rules. Meanwhile, Chris Jones was like, we had multiple meetings. Here was the plan. We, we saw a PowerPoint on it. I'm like, oh, well, that's something. Because what I – and somebody pointed this out, and then I'll get back to your bigger point. Let's say Purdy had thrown a touchdown on that third and five from the eleven. Were the Niners going to storm the field, throw helmets off? Was it going to be that we would have been denied? One That's, of the what That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Great yes. celebration. It'd be like, guys, guys, put your helmet back on. Right. They'd have been kicking off from the negative 12, <laughs> like with all the penalties. Um, so so I, thought, I thought the criticism for taking the ball was a little overstated. And he does deserve credit, I think, for not caring that everyone killed Dan Campbell for going for it on a fourth down, down three, and he was like, nope, I'm playing Mahomes. Now, I thought he was too conservative at the end of the first half, could have used timeouts. I thought that maybe in overtime, you can argue, you're playing Mahomes on third and five, run the ball, and then go for it on fourth down, you know, if you don't get it. But you pointed out the key to the game, Dan. 10-3 at halftime. The Chiefs go three and out. Three straight possessions, mm-hmm. and the Niners throw call passing plays seven. They go three and out as well, three straight, just with seven of nine passing plays. And I know Barnwell pointed out the stack boxes, all those things. Man, you have Trent Williams, who didn't have a great game, and Christian McCaffrey, who did. See, he had a good game. See, as whenever I'm watching the Chiefs, I evaluate the coach from the other team afterwards by how often did they do exactly what I was hoping they did. And when that second half got going, I'm like, put the game in Purdy's hands. Please put the game in Purdy's hands. And I'm not trying to trash the kid because I did think he played fine. But I agreed with you that this was sometimes you feel like coaches are trying to win the game while painting their masterpiece. And that can get away from you a bit, and it felt like that's what was happening. Congrats. It felt like, can I say, sorry? Yeah. It felt a little bit like that in the Ravens game against the Chiefs. Like Todd Munkin was trying to be like, I, Lamar, Mahomes, I'm putting this game in Lamar's hands, and it played into what the Chiefs wanted. Congrats again, and uh, safe travels to the parade. And uh, you oh, yeah. you deserve a victory lap. Well, I appreciate it, Dan. Um yeah, you know, I, I that usually means the interview's over, but I, I got another minute here, if I may. I just want to know from the general sporting media um, what they learned this year. I don't want you to become be insufferable in- here. Like, we could have stopped this and people would say, wow, great valid points, and he's a diehard fan, and that's wonderful. You're You're on the verge of being insufferable, and I'm trying to save you from you. Well... You know what, Dan? I appreciate that, and that's why you know you're a mentor and such a good friend. But I'll take those bullets <laughs> because the thing is this: we are in the sports take industrial complex. I the reason why I Nick Wright 
kid from Kansas City gets a victory lap is not because I did anything special. It's because everyone else surveyed the entire take landscape and was like, hmm, the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid and his prime Patrick Mahomes and the best defense they've ever had. You know what? I think that team stinks. And I was like, I don't know, guys. Seems pretty dangerous to me. And I just want to know how my colleagues are going to be better next year. That's all I want. I just want to know are we going to what's going to happen to make sure we don't make these same mistakes. I mean, we, the royal we, not really me. I got it right all along. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, they should uh, rename it. Uh, Nick Wright, host of Insufferable on Fox Sports <laughs> 1. No. Well, maybe that'll be a bonus show. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, buddy. See you, buddy. That's Nick Wright taking a victory lap and going out to Kansas City for the parade. Yeah, he he goes deep. It's a deep dive when he's defending his Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. We'll take a break. It's the last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Overtime kind of messed with people. We didn't know the rules. Maybe we sort of knew the rules. But the other thing that I think was messing with people, the clock that was running in overtime. Because Kansas City gets down to the goal line or the three-yard line, and we see the clock running, and then there was an announcer who said, oh, they got two timeouts, they're letting the clock run. Well, if the clock runs out, all they do is change ends. 
So it doesn't matter. You get a timeout if the if the quarter ends, the first overtime quarter, then you just go to the other end. You know, that that's why you have the clock running. You just go to the other end. So, you know, they didn't use a timeout. You could have let the time run out. Kansas City wanted to run that play then because they didn't want San Francisco to be able to regroup. Yes, Seaton. Like this is a funny point, but if the 49ers score a touchdown and the confetti guy doesn't know the rules, <laughs> That would have been hilarious. There goes the confetti. Like, no, no, hold on. I, I got to tell you, I kind of wish that happened. That would have been awesome. I don't care who wins the game. I like chaos. That would have been that would have been awesome. Yeah. So the confetti guy did have to know the overtime rule. We think. Well, if the Niners score a touchdown, do they celebrate? Like it, it would have felt like if they scored that touchdown the first time, like we just won the Super Bowl, and then. You know, they're running around with their helmets off. All of a sudden, you're throwing penalty flags because Kansas City still gets a chance. Yes, well, even the Chiefs in that moment, Hardman looked like, all right, yes. I caught it, I'm in. Yes. And he's looking around like, did we win? Did we win? <laughs> we won! Yeah, the clock messed yeah. with some people. Yes, Tom? As awkward as La La Land was, this would be a hundred times more horrible if they started celebrating prematurely the Super Bowl win. Back to you. All right. La La Land uh, was uh, announced as the winner at the Academy. La La Award. Land. Yeah. That was pretty embarrassing. But, yes. th- but that, what Seton just said, would be, oh, my God, if that happened. Yes, Paul. I think La La Land, Moonlight, and Jimmy Kimmel, all that stuff would happen. In, was it Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway? Does that sound yeah. right? That, that has to be a one seed for awkward moments in live television history. I think that's it. Because you've won the Academy Award. You're walking up to the stage. For best picture. Yes. Not best cinematography. <laughs> yes. Well, didn't... Uh, Steve Harvey have that moment too. Oh, where he's like, and the Miss, winner is, you know, Miss Venezuela. Uh, uh, no, he's Mi- like, oh wait, sorry, Miss Columbia. Yeah. And uh, what was that, Miss U.S. Uh, Miss America pageant? I made a mistake. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Win. And the winner is Miss Steak. Uh, yeah. What was that? The Miss Universe. <laughs> have you ever pageant? seen that video where they're going around and they're like the uh, women are introducing themselves and they're like Miss Venezuela, Miss you know Spain, Miss Russia, Miss and they get to France and she goes Miss France, <laughs> <laughs> Miss France. It's so <laughs> wild. France, Miss France. Yes, Paul. Oh. It was 2019 Miss Universe. <laughs> Steve Harvey was given the wrong information. He was told it was Miss Columbia, Adriana Gutierrez. Of course. But the winner was actually Miss Philippines, Pia Wurzburg, Wurzbach. Yeah. Yeah, and so they, he had to redo it. By the way, moment. coincidentally, both of them nearly Miss Dumel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's 50-50 chance you're going to marry Josh Dumel if you win that. Yeah. He has, like, territorial rights yeah. in this universe. Yeah, he has, he has first right of refusal. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Josh, do you want to marry Miss Universe? No, I'm good. You've won this crown, $100,000 of a scholarship, and Josh Dumel. Josh Dumel. Not in that order. Jim in Desmone joins us. Hi, Jim. Hi, guys. Hey, bud. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, i got to get in the obligatory six-foot and a softening 220. Hey, uh, I want I wanted to go back to uh, when you guys were talking about Andy Reid being on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And I was walking my dog, and I thought of this awesome uh, skit possibility. Uh, do you, have you ever seen the footage of Andy Reid when he was competing in the uh, punt passing kick competition when he was, like, 13? Yeah, yeah, and we and had that. standing in a line. Yeah, we had um, McLovin. 
dressed up like Andy Reid in the punt, pass, and kick contest when uh, he for Halloween. So, uh, yeah, we're aware of that. Thank you, Jim. Still, it's amazing. Andy Reid is the size that he is now, and he's, you know, as a 13-year-old, he's there with all these little kids out there for punt, pass, and kick. Actually, I think somebody who won punt, pass, and kick sent me his trophy that I have somewhere here in the man cave. Uh, Chris in Grand Rapids. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Good morning. How are you? Great. Great, Chris. Uh, just a quick question. Um, you are talking about Andy Reid not giving maybe the credit like Chuck Noll did. I'm just curious. Do you think it's more of like a society issue where back in the, the 60s, 70s, 80s, it was kind of set up as, you know, the kids were to be seen, not heard, so the authoritative figure got more of the credit. Do you think that's kind of where we are today, the players getting more of the credit than the head coaches? Yeah, I think it's a great point there, Chris. Thank you. Except for Belichick, Belichick got a lot of credit until we started to question if he deserved that credit and it should have been Tom Brady. But back then it was Lombardi's Packers, Paul Brown's Cleveland Browns. So uh, George Hallis, George Hallis's Bears. <laughs> you, you had Butkus and Sayers, two of the greatest players of all time, but it was George Hallis's Bears. You still have Gosh on the, uh, on the patches on the side. Oh, for uh, yeah. G- I was called the gosh when I grew up. I was like, what's up with the gosh on there? Yeah, the George Allen, yeah. Uh, Dave in Minnesota. Hi, Dave. Morning, Dan. A uh, couple things. Uh, the curse of Kirk D. Cousins reigns true again. No team has ever lost to Kirk D. Cousins has ever won the Super Bowl. Second, looking at the, uh, the second half, was it the Chiefs' adjustments on offense or the lack of adjustments on San Fran's defense allowing Kelsey to uh, to really show up better in the second half and even the rest of the KC tight ends. I don't know what was different. Now, Greenlaw wasn't in there for San Francisco, so you're taking a, a tremendous linebacker out. But yeah, I, I think it was just a matter of time before Kelsey started to make his impact there. Paulie, this day in sports history. Just a couple of them for you, Dan. Let's see. Starting with 1937, the NFL's Boston Redskins moved to Washington. 1977, Dr. J played in his first NBA All-Star game. He was MVP with 30 points and 12 rebounds. 1983, Marvin Gaye sang the U.S. National Anthem at the NBA All-Star game. Find it on YouTube. It's fantastic. 83, the WBC was the first uh, boxing council to cut heavyweight matches, championship matches, from 15 rounds to 12 rounds. Uh, Marvin Gaye's rendition of the National Anthem is the best rendition. Now, uh, Whitney Houston... Was in Tampa was spectacular. That one is if we have a Mount Rushmore, that's number one for me. But Marvin Gaye, spectacular, spectacular. All right, let's go around the room. And the Rockets. No, no. Carl Lewis was great too. Whoa. Thank you, Todd. Franklin. <laughs> I'm gonna make it up to you now. Whoa. Todd, what'd you learn today? Nick Wright thinks if the Niners had won the Super Bowl, some would start saying Brock Purdy's a top five quarterback, and we'd be all dumber for it. <laughs> uh, Seaton. What's the name of Nick Wright's uh, new show? Insufferable. Insufferable. There you go. Marvin. Going to Harvard doesn't mean you know the, the rules of overtime. Yeah, Kyle Hughes check. Paulie. And the Rockets. TireRack.com, the official tire expert of the Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Full lineup of Han Kook tires, special offers, free road hazard protection, mobile tire installation. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Our pleasure to serve you. We'll try to do better tomorrow. 
Talk to you then. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces.